Father, we want to give you glory. We want to give you honor because your presence is here with us. In the power of the Holy Spirit, in your glory and in your honor, in your majesty, we know you are here. You are here as a creator. You are here as a healer. You are here as a deliverer. May your name be glorified in our midst. Harvest the harvest this morning. Bring assurance and conviction of authority as children of God. We give you praise. Father, have your way in my life. I have no strength of my own. I am not eloquent of my own. But Holy Spirit, as your word says in 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 2, Lord, I come unto you. The Lord, you will speak by me. You will speak your own words, not my words. And Lord, you will do your own thing. Let those who are in darkness come to light. Those who are in the light begin to bright and bright and become to bright. Bright more than what we can think of. Brighter than what we were before we came. We give you glory. Let the sick be healed. Let those that are worried, Lord, be comforted by your spirit. Dear Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank God for giving me the opportunity this morning to be alive. There are many people who went to sleep and they couldn't wake up. So, turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. We have, I want us to read something we are going to stand on to pray this morning. The prayer, this, I want you to join me to pray. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Genesis 1 2. It's a prayer point. I have not come to the message at all. He said, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. This is the first time the Holy Spirit was announced. And I want all of us to ask the Holy Spirit this morning as he began from creation moving upon the waters. Let the Spirit of God move upon everybody that... Please, can you just join me? Can you stand with me one minute? Just help me to pray this prayer. Lord God Almighty, everybody, let's pray. Spirit of the living God, move upon us in your own way. Holy Spirit, move upon us. Holy Spirit, today is your day. You are the one who worketh in the midst of all creation and you bring all things to being. So we expect you, Lord, move in our midst. We give you glory. We give you honor. Because we know you are already here. You have already started. So unto you be all glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Sit down. Tell somebody today God will do something spectacular in your life. Today, 
God. I believe if you spoke to the one on your left, this time you can speak to the one on your right or the one at your back. Today, God is going to do something special in your lives. The scriptures we read, they look very familiar. Sometimes you read some things and you say, oh, this one, I know it long time. Long time. I remember some years back I was reading John 3, verse 32. He said, you know the truth. The truth will make you free. I was reading it from a man of God who I was about to read his book, and that was the verse. I said, oh, this verse, I know it. I have used it to make posters and whatever, to preach, to have conventions, to have a crusade and whatever. So I know this verse. But when I began to read the book, I know that I never know the verse. It is that day I got to know that it is not the truth that sets you free. That is not what Jesus was saying. It is the truth that you know that sets you free. That is why I started by saying, ye shall know the truth. I said, wow. My eye got open. From there, whether they are singing in the church, whether they are preaching, whether Sunday school, I, whether it is testimony, I will listen to it carefully. If I can acknowledge the truth that God wants to say to me through that testimony, because it is the truth that I know, that will set me free. This morning, I believe that the subject we are about to look at, we have, since the beginning of the year, we have been saying that we are living by the Spirit. We as children of God, it is expected of us. It is what we should be. If we are not living by the Spirit, then we are not the children of God. Hello? If you cannot acknowledge that you are living by the Spirit, if you cannot differentiate some time ago and now who you are, not comparing yourself with anybody, that I'm not like that man, I'm not like that woman, I'm not, I'm not like any other person, I'm now in a child of God. My brother, there's a question mark. You must compare yourself to yourself. What were you before now? And so, what were you, the Bible said, we were dead in sin. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, he said, we were dead in sin. For all have sinned and have become short of the glory of God. I believe this morning before you leave here, somebody will give you a tract just to remind you of some of the things I may touch as the Holy Spirit give me utterance. There will be a tract. I don't know maybe if you have got your own already, but there will be. I believe that what we read has some very powerful thing. Jesus said, if you are not born again, 
you cannot even see the kingdom of God. Now you ask yourself, how can somebody, the way I'm old now, how can I enter my mother's stomach and how can I be born again? I mean, Jesus said this thing to, uh, 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 in, in those days we'll call him as, uh, a professor of Bible, of theology. Because they said he was the ruler of the Jews. And he is a Pharisee. In those days when they say you are a Pharisee, then you are like a professor in theology. So Nicodemus, who went to Jesus, and Jesus was telling him, you must be born again. The man came lower and said, Master, what are you talking about? As old as I am, how can I enter my mother's stomach? My friend, it is a must, not if you like it. It is a must that we must be born again. If you don't have the past behind you, then this morning sit down very well and be very, very, very watchful. I want us to look at what are we expecting this morning after this message? What are we actually expecting? There are three things I'm expecting that the Holy Spirit will do after this short presentation. Number one, every member and everybody to examine himself or herself, whether is a true or a false Christian. Or when we say false Christian, that is fake. Whether you are a true Christian or you are a fake Christian. Number two, to have the clarity of who is a Christian so that our evangelism will be purposeful and bring eternal fruitfulness. So that we can be able to know what actually is, who is a Christian. And if I go to evangelize, what do I expect to happen to the man or woman I'm talking to? Yesterday was Saturday. It was one week. It was a week ago, and I came here in the morning to come and have a prayer time with, some, with a family. The driver who brought me from home, by the time I want to come out from the car, he started crying. He, have to, he cried for me to pray. Because I told him, you did not only carry me home. You brought me here for a purpose. God allowed you to take me so that your life will be a change. Are you a Christian? So well, I used to go to church, but you know, I got to know quickly that he's not a Christian. So I told him this gospel I'm about to share with you. That look, if you are not born again, this world, you will suffer here. This world, eh, the problems that are in this world is plenty, Papa. Not small, plenty. Even the good things, the great work you have done, devil would like to rob you of all. But when you are born again, huh? The devil is a loser. He may come in many ways against you, 
But you, the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. This morning, the last thing that we would like to, uh, we expect to happen to all of us who have come here is that nobody will leave this auditorium today and remain non-regenerated. Whether you are a child or whether you are a man, you are a woman, you should not leave this uh, auditorium this morning as a non-Christian. You should not leave this room to say, I don't know where I am. Nigeria will always say, which one you did? Which one you did? So watch your life and ask yourself, which one I did? Am I a false Christian? Am I a fake Christian? Am I a true Christian? You have to be one. If you are, not, if you are a fake Christian, you can become one before you step out. If you are a true Christian, the Lord is telling you, you are on your way to eternity. Move on. Hallelujah. Choir, can you help me? Something more than good. Something more than good. The spirit of the Lord in the hearts of men. Is something more than good. Something more than good. The spirit of God in the spirit of man. More than good. The spirit of the spirit of man is something more than good. One more time. Something more. of the Lord was a man. He was a living man. God told Adam in Genesis chapter 2 that the day that you will eat this thing Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. He said the day you will eat this fruit you will die. And someone will say Adam and Eve they ate the, 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 the fruits. But they were living, my friend, physically, we have doctors here and nurses. That when we say somebody is dead, what do we mean? <laughs> Dr. Redu is here. Professor. He's a, doc, he's, a, he's a professional doctor to a degree of a professor, a teacher of doctors. Uh, professor, sir, this morning, if we say somebody is there, what do we mean? I don't know, because you are a medical man. Oh, please, Professor, help me. If we say somebody right now is dead, what do we mean? Hmm? Well, it means that the physical body is there, but there's no life in him. You say? The physical body is there, uh -huh. but there's no life in him. No life in him. Oh, God bless you. 
the, the spiritual body can be there, the physical body is there, but there's no life in him. Okay, who can help me for a nurse? Oh, we have a, a big man there. His lordship in the Amagache. They say somebody, when you hear, they say, somebody's mother is dead. What comes to your mind? Somebody's son is dead. What comes to your mind? Yes, uh, please, can you help me? Help me, your lordship. Please, give it to Nene Amagache for me. What is the question? <laughs> your question again. My question is that if we say somebody is dead, what do we mean? What has happened to that person? As the professor said, it means the physical body is there, but there's no life in, in him. So he's legally dead. That So, they, you see, all these ones, they are answering as professors and... Uh, <laughs> please, I want uh, somebody, somebody in secondary school or something. Uh, who is dead? Uh, yes. Can you help me? Who will tell me? If they say somebody is dead, how do you understand? No, we don't hear you. Please get it clearer, though I don't have time, but what will I do? Understanding is that the heart, the heart, uh -huh, the heart, yes, which is the engine of the man, uh -huh. has ceased to function. Okay. Okay, that one too is another. <laughs> what made the heart to stop breathing? Yes, who will tell me? Who will tell me? Simple, simple answer. Help me. So all of us here, you can't tell me when they say somebody is dead. Yes? You said? Oh, they said when the heart even stops, you are not dead, according to the professor. So what do you know, literally, so when they come and tell you, your brother is dead or your mother is dead, what comes to your mind? It's his spirit and his body, his spirit and his soul is gone out of the body. I don't hear who is talking. <laughs> you said again, I'm listening to you. His spirit and his soul has gone out of the body. Okay. The spirit of the human being and the soul mm. is gone out of his body. Okay, you have tried, you have tried. <laughs> this one you have come home. Now, simple, the answer, you see, sometimes when they ask you a question, <laughs> you would think so high about the question that the answer is just very close you know and you see that you see where they are taking us to this question i've asked i know some people are going to ponder on it till maybe next week when we meet again but simply what it means when they say somebody is dead is that no breathing what causes the breathing not to be breathing <laughs> what they are saying in short is that like what our sister said, the spirit of that man, which is life, it is that spirit that brought life to man. The spirit, the Bible said, when God breathed into man, when God breathed into man, then the clay that was on the ground became a living soul. So, simply, 
when the spirit of God in man left leaves his body, that is what we mean is dead. When we say somebody is dead, maybe you have been hearing, oh, he's dead, he's dead. It means that the spirit or the soul and the soul of that man has left the body. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm, I'm only trying to bring your mind towards something. So when we say literally now that somebody is dead, his own spirit has left his body. So Adam and Eve, was God really not telling them the truth? That the day they will eat this thing, they will die. Because when they ate the thing, they were still moving. God even asked them to leave the garden. What happened was that the spirit that God breathed into man, that man, the body became a living soul, that spirit left. God, there was a separation of man and God. The Bible put it this way, say, all men have sinned, so they have become short of the glory of God. The glory of God that by which God created everything, which God placed in man, left Adam and Eve. There was a breakage. Hello? So, when we say somebody, you can be walking back to a dead man. Anybody who does not have the spirit of God in him or her, that, spirit, that person is dead. The meaning is that he has been separated from God. The life of God is not in him. He may be living as a human being. But because the Holy Spirit is no more in him or her, which will make him a full living being of God, has is not there. Hello? So you can be here this morning. If you may be going to church, hello? Oh, you can be even a pastor, you can be a bishop. But let me tell you, if you have not seen the need of the Spirit of God to come into you, you are not a Christian. You are a dead human being in the church. I will come to that, but let me get rest that for the meantime. Hello? So when we are talking of regeneration, we are talking of two things. The spirit, the spirit and the glory of God, the power of God, has left man. There has become, there is a separation. So, two things happen in regeneration. How many things happen? Children, how many things happen through, during regeneration? Children, or youth, or teenagers, or men, or women who are here? So how many things? Oh, I'm not hearing you. How many? Okay. Two things that happen to any man or woman who has become regenerated. Number one, because of sin, the spirit of God that's supposed to be with man left man in the garden of Eden. It was when the spirit left, then the guys looked at them and said, they say, ah, I'm naked. So when God says, who told you you are naked? Say, have you eaten the fruit of the that I said you should not eat? Because of sin, the spirit of God and the spirit of man was separated. So the first thing a regenerated person, the Holy Spirit, the Bible said, when Jesus was going, he said, when I go, I'll send the spirit. 
But when he comes, the first business he has with any man is that he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. So the Holy Spirit, if you are a true born again Christian, if you are a child of God, you will remember whether through you read a tract or you read the Bible or you heard a preaching, whether like this or on TV or radio, and then you see in your life somebody, I see somebody is talking to you. I don't know what happened to you, but for me, from the home I came from, I suppose not even to hold mic to say I'm preaching. Because my great-grandmother was a fetish priest. My grandmother was a fetish priest. My own biological mother, when she gave birth to me, she was not a, a fetish priest. But before, as time goes on, of course, actually the year I was going to Bible school, my mother too was going for fetish uh, school. The girls call it warrior. So somebody like me, my background, from where I'm coming, if you ask me in those days, what song do you know how to sing? I will sing Palogo, or Jama, or Me, or Akon, or Tigali. I don't know. For God, amazing grace. For where? Which are me? I don't know what is amazing grace. But the Holy Spirit made me to know that I am a sinner. And if I die in my sin, I will go to hell fire. My name is not in God's book. I am not part of the family of God. So regeneration starts from the time you get to know that you are a sinner. If you have never come to that point, you can be coming to church, you can hold a post in the church. Yet, if you have never come to that realization that me, with all my degrees, with all my money, with all the duties I've been performing, I've heard people's testimony. People who were Bible school teachers. Some were in the church, they were Sunday school teachers. But they themselves, they were not regenerated. They have never seen the need. So, they are Sunday school teachers. They have boyfriends and girlfriends. Anybody who has not come to Jesus because he realized that Jesus came purposely for one thing. The angel told Joseph, he said, don't refuse your wife Mary. Don't refuse her. She, she, is not, she has not committed any fornication or adultery. It's the spirit of God that has come upon her. She is going to give birth to a, a son. And the son's name will be called Jesus. He said to Joseph in a dream, he will, when he give birth to that son, that son will save his people from sin. Hello? Hello? Oh, I want to tell you a testimony. When I started coming to church, eh, God started blessing me. I look, I don't, in those days, to wear a shoe, I don't have a shoe. Now I have cash. That one does not make you a Christian. You can come to church when they are praying over offering and praying for people. Get blessed. Oh, he said, it was when I come to church, now I decided to have my wife and, and from there, we even married. So from almost 20 years now, oh, I can say I'm a Christian. I'm married in the church. 
that one does not make you regenerate. Have you the son the the there's a hymn in baptism that says that have you been to Jesus for the cleansing blood? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have your garment flowing as the white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Let this song question you. You will give the answer yourself. But the song says, Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing blood? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Have your garment flowing as the white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? I used to go to Orthodox Church, but now I decided when I was in secondary school that I want to join the Baptist Church. So I joined Calvary Baptist Church. From there, I've been a Christian. You are not a Christian. Your joining of Calvary Baptist Church doesn't make you regenerated. Have you been washed by the blood of Jesus? And you cannot be washed by the blood of Jesus until you hear the word of God. Until the Holy Spirit make you to know that, look, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. Hallelujah. So that is the number one thing. Have you been washed? My friend, yesterday we were here in a, in a wedding. Oh, I see God. I wish I have this grace that our papa and the people who led have. But I don't have that grace. Uh, they were speaking very gently, quietly, remotely. Uh, uh, <laughs> so nice. But I said, Sinclair, when will you learn to speak like this one? Me, I get the mic. Ah, my head turned. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So have you been to Christ for the washing of the blood? Have you been washed? My friend, if you have not come to Jesus, that you are a sinner, that you don't want to die in sin, today is your day of salvation. The grace is, the reason I told you that the purpose of this uh, message or gathering about the Holy Spirit is that for we to be sure we are true Christians and not fake ones. Now let us look at some uh, uh, things that like I said, one who has yielded to the Holy Spirit conviction. One who have yielded to the Joel, you are still in uh, what we are expecting you. As the Holy Spirit touch your heart, because until you come to that realization, there is a comma. The second thing the uh, regeneration does is that it brings restoration. Restoration. Remember, we are dealing with re, 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 regeneration. When we say generation, meaning that you are already where you are generated, you are born. 
But what brings the regeneration? Because men, when men were already generated, they became sinners. And so, they lost their positions. So, man needs to be regenerated. And to be regenerated, you have to be cleansed and you have to be restored back to God. Your relationship that has divided with God, you have to come to a point where you say, God, I need you. God, I need your presence in my life. You created me. I'm a human being created, but I'm a sinner. But Lord, I need your presence. Lord Jesus, you die on the cross for my sins. Let your blood wash me. And Lord Jesus, let your into me. In Romans chapter 8, he so spoke powerfully. He said, look, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, he said you are none of his. So if you have not been restored, if you have not been reconciled with God, because you were separated with God, that is why spiritually you died. It's like a human being who is on this earth, he said he's dead, his spirit has left his body. So when we all, Bible says, all have sinned and have become short of the glory of God, all have sinned and all have become dead. If anybody said, me, I'm not a Christian, but I'm not a dead person, you lie. The Bible says there is no truth in you. So you must be restored by God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's come to the verses we have. Uh, like the first thing I said, you see that where Jesus was telling Cornelius, you must be born again. You must be born again. You must be regenerated. Your sins must be washed away. Your, your, your spirit needs the spirit of God. Now, we have been, when you go to Sunday school, they said, we will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us uh, what you call gifts. Now, if you don't have the spirit of God in you, how do you get gifts? So if anybody, you have not invited Jesus into your life, and you said you are speaking in tongues, then what sort of tongues are you speaking? It's a fake tongue. You are still living in sin. I remember one day we went to a church, somebody wanted to give offering. When he put his hand in his pocket, mistakenly he brought a charm out. There was charm in his pocket. It's possible you are here now, even before you came to church. Because you have gone to somebody who has given you something, say, whenever you want to drive out of your house, put this thing to protect you. You are here and you are having a charm in your pocket. You are not a Christian. A Christian is somebody who the spirit of the most high God has come to dwell in him. Hallelujah. Believe, you believe what the word of God has declared about the sacrifice of Christ on the cross of Calvary. You believe it. That, oh, Jesus died for me. A person who has seen that he or she cannot by his own work or any other work can be clean from his sin. Except the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that person cannot say he's a Christian. Somebody who has seen in his life that, oh, 
There is nothing I can do. Even my good works, they are like filthy rats. Anybody who thinks that I'm going to do good to become a Christian, it, because it is not by works which somebody have done. So you can't do good and become a Christian. Hello? Are you here? You can't do good to become a Christian because Ephesians 2 verse 8 says that for we are saved by grace it's not of works so that anybody should boast you can't boast out since I started doing good now I've been doing good your good works cannot save you cannot make you a Christian what makes you a Christian you have been washed by the blood of Jesus you have been indwelled by the Holy Spirit by the washing of regeneration from sin and acknowledging that you are a sinner and because of that you now can say it was when I was in the secondary school I used to be very good I thought I'm a disciplined person because I was from I was brought up from a very good home so I thought I'm a child of God it was in the secondary school one day when the SU people were having a program that the preacher made me to know that all the good works I'm doing cannot make me a Christian. From that day, I gave my life to Christ. From that day, I asked God to forgive me my sin to come into me. Then you are on your way. Then you are a child of God. You have a testimony. Titus 3.5 says, Titus 3.5 He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of re rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You know, he said, God has saved us not because of any good thing we have done, but because of the washing. Now, I have a story I want to tell you. Two men who I believe they have gone to church. One was in somewhere in 1987. A young man. When we're preaching the gospel, you need Christ. You must be born again. Your name must be written in the book. Of, so that when you die on this earth, you will go to heaven. It is those who have the spirit of Christ that have eternal life. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it says that this is the witness or this is the record that we have that God has given men eternal life. And this eternal life is in Jesus. Whosoever have the Son has life. He who does not have the Son has no life. This young man came. He was around us. So, this young man, when he heard the gospel, not knowing why we were preaching, he also preaching to the young boy. Suddenly, I saw boys, all of them lined up. They were going one way. So, when we finished the crusade, I decided to go to that one way. Only to get to a room, all the boys were smoking weed. They were smoking weed. Oh, 
You people, upon all this message you heard, upon all what went on, a woman came, she said, I've been uh, operated upon. And since almost uh, a year, going to two years now, water always come out from where I've been operated upon. But yesterday, when you had a crusade, and you prayed for us, I felt like there was something near my neck, so I decided to scratch it. He said, and then the thing started to come up. He was drawing, not knowing that when they did the operation, they forget a bandage in her side. And that is what, for the past two years, going to two years, has been bringing water. The, the woman herself brought the... It, she gave the testimony. And upon all the testimony of God in our midst in the crusade, these boys have the audacity to go and smoke. Next, the week after, we went for follow-up. And I specifically went with the team to that boy's room. Only together they said, oh, the boy who lives here is dead. He died when? He said three days ago. Eh? The boy who heard the gospel and draw people to his room for weed smoking. So you may be here, or you are having this opportunity to know who is a Christian. Now, another second man that I want to give the testimony. Then I'll bring my preaching to a close. This man... He was a sawyer. He, we live in the same house. But he's from another town. So, we share the gospel. We discuss the importance of Jesus washing away our sins and coming into our lives. That if you go to church, you can belong to any set. You can say I'm a Jehovah Witness. You can say I'm a Baptist. You can say I'm a Presbyterian. You can say, oh, me, I'm a Pentecostal. Me, I'm a Charismatic. It doesn't make you a Christian. Attend any church. Attend any denomination. The young man said, ah, me, I understood what you have said. That when Jesus saved me from sin, then I don't need to go back to sin. Because I need to come out. I need to repent from sin. But, pastor, I want to enjoy life small. Allow me, I want to enjoy life small. When I'm at a certain age, I will give my life to Jesus. I will repent from sin and I will let God take over my life. The young man, it, I think we were discussing this early December. By the end of December, this young man went to his hometown as a sawyer to go and cut a wood. As he was cutting the wood, unfortunately, if you see this young man, very handsome, if you see the body, take it, take it, take it, fair, nice, I'm tempted to say he's beautiful. The wood himself was cutting, left the point, and came and hit his chest, pressed him on the ground. People, people were around. They ran to go and look for another sawyer to come and cut off the tree so that they would remove this young man under the tree. This is the young man who have told us that he wants to enjoy life small before he gives his life to Jesus. You can be in the church, you say, I want to fornicate small. You are a drunkard. You are still drinking. You want to drink small. You are a bribe taker. That's why you, everybody knows you that you are a chief uh, bribe taker. Anybody that enters your office, you must lick them. And you say, well, I want to make money small before I give my life fully to Jesus. It could be dangerous. By the time they got a soya to cut the tree from the, of the young man, he's already gone. 
So this morning, this opportunity for you. This opportunity for you. I have a song to conclude this message. And I want to say that if you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want him to wash first, to wash away your sin, to come. You want to be a true child of God. You want, you don't want to say, I'm a member of church. Maybe you have been thinking you are a Christian because you are baptized in a church. I've heard of many people who, they were baptized, they don't even know who Jesus is. So you can be here. You are like that. Hello? The song says, Oh friend, make up your mind. Oh friend, decide today. Oh friend, make up your mind. Oh friend, decide today. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow is unknown. Death comes at any time. No time to waste. Oh, friend, make up your mind. Decide today. We are singing this song again. Please, this song is for if you know you want to give your life to Jesus. Stand up. I want to pray with you. Because tomorrow may be too late. Wherever you are, stand up. Stand up. You said, Lord, today I want to experience Jesus in my life. Wherever you are, just stand up. Just stand up. Whether you are a boy, you are a girl, you are a man, you are a woman. Stand up. I want to pray with you. Oh, friend, decide today. God bless you, God bless you. No time to waste. Oh, friend, make up your mind. Oh, friend, I'm waiting for you because tomorrow may be too late. Don't say tomorrow. When I hear an opportunity to give my life. I said last Saturday, a driver, a taxi driver, he, he gave his life to Christ inside the car. He was trying to say, I need Christ. If you are here this morning, the reason God brought you here is not just to come to service. He wants to make sure you are a child of God. Your name is written in the book of life. So stand up. Oh, friend, make up your mind. So we want to pray. Lord, any sin that has tied me, any sin that I was born into, wash me and come into my life. Lord Jesus, from today, be Lord in my life. Be my master. Be my guide. Let your Holy Spirit overflow in me. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. 
God bless you. You can sit down. Now, we finally, finally, as I leave the the pulpit, I want to submit to our campus pastor to finalize. I'm almost, I've already started doing the altar call for you, but you can continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wherever you are, you say, oh God, I want to renew my, 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 my relationship with you. I feel, I don't feel very, very, I don't think I've been living well for you. You have not been, I've, I see my life not here or there. But you say, God, I want you to renew my relationship with you today. Put your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. Put your right hand. You are here, you are not sure. You, you, you feel, ah, what is my saying? My life is different from this. Lord Jesus, if you have put your hand on your right hand chest, say, Lord Jesus, today, I renew my relationship with you. Give me the strength of the Holy Spirit that I will not go back to the world. I surrender. I submit unto you. Lord Jesus, let your Holy Spirit revive me afresh. Cause me that through my life, other people will come to give their lives to you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you for hearing me. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. We acknowledge your love and your goodness. From the beginning to the end of August, these your sons and daughters mark a particular date as the day on which they were born. And their hearts have been poured out to you or are yet to celebrate that day because it's coming in the next few days. Father, you are no one's debtor. When you give the gift of life, it means you don't only want us to be regenerated, but you want us to be re refocused on you, reinvigorated to live for you. So let that be their story. Let that be their portion. Let that be their heritage in the name of Jesus. And now unto all of us who have been in the presence of God, may the blessings that go before us as we enter into September be strong on you. Receive the grace, the power, and the anointing to live in a way that pleases the Lord. When you live here but not his presence, where there's confusion, let your presence bring understanding. Where there's darkness, let your words bring light and bring solution. Where there's corruption, may you truly be the salt that revives that atmosphere. Your homes are blessed, your hands are blessed because you are favored by the Lord. To him alone be glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. Let's lift our hands together and give God the glory. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, well without end. Surely, goodness and mercy would follow you all the days of your life and dwell in the presence of the Lord now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you. Enjoy Sunday school. The hospitality team is waiting for our guests. Have a blessed week and enjoy the month of September. God bless you. Amen.